0: If you
2: dare.
1: Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the a single, single lot. lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah.
4: Right. Doing business constantly. uh uh-huh. Mom stuff.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you
4: <laughs> in Maybe some not. way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
2: And the Sports Betting Network. Did you lay the points? If you did, you had a very happy Week 14 Sunday in the NFL. I'm Scott Satterberg. It's The Look Ahead here on v the sports betting network. The favorites dominated on this Week 14 Sunday in the NFL. 12-1 and 1 straight up for the favorites. The only underdog that won a game. The Atlanta Falcons beating the Carolina Panthers. And if you thought that they were going to win that game, then you could have done a money line parlay with every favorite and the Falcons, and you would have hit. How about just picking against the spread? Favorites went 11-2 and two against the spread here in Week 14 Sunday. The only teams that did not cover the Panthers, obviously, because the Falcons went out, right? And the Browns did not cover. The Ravens backdoored a cover with a touchdown with just over a minute remaining. Now, there were also some instances where the favorites actually backdoored covers. Uh, the 49ers got a touchdown in overtime to win and cover. The Bucks got a touchdown in overtime to win and cover. And you know, it's just it's it was a terrible weekend for the books. It's a great weekend for the public. Lots of money that was made here by the public players on this Week 14 Sunday. I think uh, I heard somebody say that here at the Circus Sportsbook, it was the worst the worst day of the year. And it would make sense. Twelve and one straight up for the favorites. against the spread. And the ones that did not cover, it didn't miss by... Well, the Falcons won outright. So the Panthers were a small favorite. They lost by eight. But you want to talk about the Ravens. Ravens backdoor to cover there. Browns only won by two. They're a point away, two points away from covering that. So, you know, you're looking at this weekend. Teasers. Galore. If you just tease the favorites, you didn't even have to. But if you tease the, the Browns, I don't know why you would go and cross zero, but you covered. You know, if you tease the Panthers, nope, not the case. But uh, yeah, you didn't even need to because, like I mentioned, eleven and two for the favorites against the number. And and whenever this happens, I, I kick myself. And I wonder, like, man, like, how did I not get a piece of this pie? And don't get me wrong. I had a great Sunday in the NFL. <laughs> but uh, we and everyone did because <laughs> all these favorites winning. But, you know, I did have some underdogs that did not come through, you know, like the Bengals. Thought the Bengals were a nice play. And when it went into overtime, they had a chance. They kicked the field goal. They took a lead. But then they let the 49ers march right down the field and score a touchdown and win the game. You know, I, I had the, the Ravens weren't on the dog that covered, um, but that was a backdoor. You had the Browns, backdoor cover there. Uh, you know, Washington, Washington actually went off as a 6.5-point dog, and the Cowboys won by 7 because of a blocked extra point. Now, they dominated the game. I mean, Washington scored... Twelve points in the fourth quarter to actually make it a threat with a chance to cover, right? They failed a two-point conversion. They were down 27-8. to So they fail a two-point conversion. It's now a 27-14 game. And then they score a touchdown uh, on an interception return for a touchdown. And the extra point is blocked. And the final score is 27-20. And Dallas covers by a half a point. So imagine that you had a blocked extra point and a missed two-point conversion. And that could have been your opportunity to cover that football game. But going into the half, Cowboys were up 24 nothing at the half. And then in the third quarter, it's a 27-8 to game. I don't think anybody thought, going into the fourth quarter, 27-8, to I don't think anybody thought that Washington was going to cover this game. And they just missed. Just missed. Tough break there. Hey, How about the totals? Totals in the NFL this season now. Hitting at 57% the under. 111 and 83. 37 and 22, though, since week 10. And there's been a couple of uh, successful unders systems that we talked about here on the show. We talked about the windy unders, right? So games that are 10-mile-an-hour wins or more this season. They're 38-21 and 21. this week. Did not do that well this week. There was two unders and three overs, games that featured wins of 10-plus miles per hour. Browns-Ravens went over. Raiders-Chiefs went over. Jets-Saints went over uh, under. Washington-Dallas went under just by one point, and the Packers-Bears uh, went over. So those are the, the windy unders. But there's another profitable under system in the NFL, and that is the unders featuring uh, divisional opponents later in the season, and we are at that late-in-the-season point, right? Right? Here's what those look like this season. You have late season divisional unders since week 11, 12-4 against the number. Washington and Dallas, 48. It went under, hit 47. Chiefs Raiders went over. That number was at 48, and it went over that number. The uh, Chiefs uh, had themselves a very nice day. Their defense playing well, but the Chiefs scored 48 points by themselves. The Browns-Ravens, 43-and-a-half, and and that game went over with the total hitting at 46. The Panthers-Falcons at 41. That game went over with the uh, Falcons winning 29-21. Titans-Jaguars was 44. That game went under, with the Titans winning 20 to nothing. Packers-Bears at 43. That one went over, uh, with both teams just scoring. So, how do the Unders look for divisional games in Week 15? Let's take a look. Chiefs and Chargers... We'll kick things off on Thursday Night Football. Total there is 50. 50. That's a high number, but it's both of these teams we know they can score. But the Chiefs defense has been playing really well over the course of this six-game winning streak. But that total is at 50. Other uh, division games. Jets-Dolphins, total of 43. Cowboys-Giants, total of 45. Washington and the Eagles, total of 43 and a half. Texans-Jaguars, total of 41. Seahawks-Rams, total of 47. Saints-Bucks, total of 46 and a half. And then Vikings-Bears on Monday Night Football, total in that one is 43. Those are your division games. Late season division games have been very profitable going to the under. Not so much here in week 14. Does that regress back to where it was prior coming up in week 15 with all of these divisional matchups? We'll see. And we're going to keep an eye on the weather too because the windy unders have been very profitable this season. So we'll keep an eye on the weather Forecast isn't really out yet for these games coming up next week, but over the course of the next couple days, we will get the projected wins for Thursday. Well, Thursday it's indoors, but for Saturday and for Sunday. Saturday, we know we have two games in the NFL on Saturday in Week 15, and one of them will be indoors because it is the Colts hosting the Patriots, but the other game, Raiders and Browns, so we'll see what the weather is in Cleveland for Saturday night, but that total is at 43-and-a-half. Other games that could be impacted, the Bills host the Panthers. That game could be impacted. The Giants hosting the Cowboys certainly could be impacted. Same thing with the Eagles hosting Washington. Steelers welcoming in the Titans could be impacted. Broncos hosting the Bengals, absolutely. Uh, Ravens hosting the Packers has the potential. And even on Monday night with the Bears hosting the Vikings. All those games have potential based on the forecast. We'll see. Have potential to be uh, windy situations that could be unders. Could get some cold weather here. Uh, Don't know if there's any precipitation or snow coming in the forecast, but this is the time of the year now. We are in mid-December, right? We got the new year coming just around the corner. We're going to have some cold weather football games here over the next couple of weeks. It's definitely something to get very excited about and something that we can take advantage of with the betting markets. When you take a look at these trends, I mean, there's a reason. The wind has more of a factor than precipitation, rain or snow or anything like that. Wind is the ultimate X factor. Just look at last Monday night with the Patriots and the Bills. With the wind that we saw in that game, that game had no chance of going on. And the passing props, no chance of going there I'm Scott Seidenberg, always on Twitter, at scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead, here on V-C-N, the Sports Betting Network.
4: how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline, Over Under, and Against the Spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. Scott Zadenberg back here with you. So look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. And as we look ahead, to week 15 in the NFL. Yeah, there are several division matchups that are going to be very interesting when it comes to these playoff races. Uh one of the more in, one of the more interesting rivalries over the past, you know, forever <laughs> has been in the NFC East. The topic of conversation earlier on Vison with Chuck Esposito, the sportsbook manager at the Red Rocks Casino. Uh I do want to talk about the NFC East quickly, Chuck, because the uh the Cowboys are 10.5, 11-point favorites at the Giants. Uh, Cowboys up three games in that division now. They beat Washington today. It looks like they're going to pull away and uh, win the division, which was a foregone conclusion a couple months ago, but there was a chance they might collapse in December. It's not going to be the case. Can you lay that many points with Dallas on the road against the Giants uh, next week? Is 11 too big of a number, or do you think that's about right? I don't like to lay that many
3: points you know, against a team at home, Matt, ever, but this giant team just isn't any good. I mean, we watched them today. Um, they just could not stop the Chargers. It was without Keenan Allen. They got some garbage touchdowns late in the game to kind of make it interesting for a little while. But, you know, there's a lot of bad teams right now. If you look at the, the Jags and the Texans and the Jets, I think you can throw the Bears in that category, the Giants. These are just teams that, you know, potentially could make you know wholesale changes in the offseason. They're just not very good. Um, and the Cowboys are a really good team who can score. I don't know how the Giants compete with them from from an offensive side of the ball and able to score points, but that is a big number to lay in an interdivision a game.
2: It's a big number to lay, and uh, our thanks to Chuck Esposito joining the uh, crew earlier here on v It's a big number to lay, especially on the road, but the Giants, uh, as Chuck said, you know they, they, they just haven't been competitive, and... Uh, I don't know the – we don't know yet the health status of Daniel Jones to see uh, what his availability is going to be in this game. Uh, Did not play against the Chargers. Mike Glennon threw for 191 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Saquon Barkley, I mean, you want to talk about a – I don't want to call a guy a bust, right? But this was – just a terrible draft pick from the start. You don't take running backs that early. You just don't. Giants needed a quarterback. Now, granted, it probably wouldn't have worked out, and I don't know, maybe it would have, I don't know, but Sam Darnold has, you know, turned out to be a bust as well because that's the quarterback that maybe the Giants could have had that season. But, or they could have gone with an offensive lineman and tried to solidify this line, which has been an issue over the However many years. <laughs> but Barkley, he get he has a good season. You know, he gets hurt. Look at what he's done this year. The most rushing yards. He had sixty four yards against the Chargers here. A terrible run defense. Sixty four yards on sixteen carries. That was his highest output of the season. And he didn't get into the end zone. Saquon Barkley has had three hundred and seventy nine yards this season rushing. He's got two touchdowns. This is just terrible. 10 carries for 26 yards, 13 carries for 57, 16 for 51, 13 for 52, 6 for 25, 13 for 40. Just awful. Giants are, I don't know what they're going to do moving forward. you got to figure their general manager, Dave Gettleman, out of a job. Uh, is Joe Judge the right guy to lead this team? I mean, look, if your general manager gets fired, the next GM that comes in, probably going to pick his own head coach, right? Uh, you know, Jason Garrett, the offensive coordinator, has been out of a job for a couple of weeks now. He was the scapegoat, but now he's gone. So I would imagine Joe Judge is going to be gone at the end of the year. it will be a new general manager. It'll be a new head coach and see what happens with this Giants team. The, you know, the draft, they're going to have assets in the draft for sure. Them and the Jets. I believe they each will have two two picks in the top like six picks of the draft. So we'll see what happens. Honestly, as much as I think division rivalry, Giants at home, maybe they make some noise. Probably not happening. It's not like this game is going to be like a marquee. It's not like this is a Thursday night game or a, a Sunday night game or a Monday night game. Uh, I think the Cowboys will just go into you know MetLife Stadium and and take care of the Giants likely what's going to happen. And how about the Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Do you give this team a chance in the playoffs? They're going to have a home game just by winning the NFC East. And so, sitting here to win the NFC at plus 550, do you give them a chance? If the season ended today, and i love saying that the dallas cowboys would be your four seed in the nfc and that's where they're pretty much locked into because even though they're 9 and 4 the bucks packers and cardinals should win more games than the cowboys packers i think are winning out bucks have a real good shot of winning out as well bucks play the saints panthers jets and panthers They have a real good shot at winning out. Now, the Cowboys and Cardinals will play each other, so that's going to get interesting. But I think that Dallas is probably going to be your four seed. If the season ended today, it's Cowboys-Rams. Do the Cowboys beat the Rams at home? Guess it depends on which Cowboys team and which Rams team shows up, right? Because this Rams team is loaded with talent. And the Cowboys, they certainly have the capability of of putting a game together. Dak Prescott can make plays. Zeke can run. Tony Pollard. You got elite weapons on the outside. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and then the defense. Man, the defense. With Micah Parsons playing as good as anybody in the NFL, Trayvon Diggs taking the ball away more than anybody in the NFL this team can make noise at plus 550 it's not terrible I don't like it because it's not that I don't like the Cowboys and I don't like their chances to win a game in the first round like if the if they you know on wild card weekend when they're at home, against the Rams or whoever. It's not that I don't like that. Because, yeah, they can win. But if they are to win the NFC, we are talking about having to win a game at either Tampa or in Lambeau. And even though they played the Bucks tough to start the season, I just don't see them winning in Lambeau and I don't see them winning in Tampa. So I would not place a future on the Dallas Cowboys. Again, I think look, they're gonna win the division. They're gonna get a home game first round. I think it's they can you can win that game. But ultimately it comes down to do you believe that they can win a game on the road? against either Tampa or Green Bay? And the answer to me is no. So That is not a team that I would put a future in. I would put futures in on teams that I do think can win those games. So the Bucks, the Packers, maybe even the Rams. Call me crazy. If the Rams beat the Cardinals here on Monday night, these odds at plus 650 to win the NFC will not be there. And I think people will start to take this Rams team a little bit more seriously. Um, the Rams started out the season on, what were they, 7-1? Uh, and one, Right? Before losing three straight. And the only loss was to the Cardinals. But after losing to the Titans, Niners, and Packers in back-to-back weeks, back-to-back-to-back, everyone completely just rode off the L.A. Rams. They beat the Jaguars, but everyone beats the Jaguars. This is the game that will earn them their respect back. But they will be a little bit shorthanded as the COVID situation has hit the LA Rams. Tell you about it coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network. Is the look ahead on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The College Bowl season starts this Friday, and VSIN has got you covered with our all-new bowl betting guide. Get matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. Whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few key high-value props, the vCin College Bowl Betting Guide can help give you an edge. Get your digital copy today for only $19.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Scott Zadenberg back here with you. The Look Ahead here on vsin the Sports Betting Network. Taking a look at uh, Monday Night Football, uh, the COVID situation has hit the LA Rams. The Rams earlier on Friday, I believe it was, uh, placed running back Daryl Henderson on the reserve COVID list. Now Henderson, Missed a bunch of practice this week, dealing with an illness. He was also um, coming back from an injury. Sony Michelle had a monster game last week filling in for uh, Daryl Henderson. And the Rams actually last week, you know, utilized a bunch of heavy personnel. They brought an extra lineman in. They had uh, multiple tight end sets, and Sony Michelle carried the ball 24 times for 121 yards and a touchdown. There had been a lot of people that were clamoring for Sony Michelle to be more involved in this offense just because of his style as a runner, a little bit more aggressive of a runner, and they got their wish with Daryl Henderson out. You saw a little bit of what Michelle is capable of doing. And now. Sean McVay had already said that they were going to feature more of that heavy personnel that they saw that they featured last week, and they would feature more of Sony Michelle, who's a you know rhythm runner, and when he gets going, you have to just keep riding him. Now that Daryl Henderson is likely going to be out, Sony Michelle is going to get the start again. And we shall see. Um, I don't think that he clears COVID protocols. Uh, Henderson was showing signs of an illness during the week. And he would need, if he's vaccinated, two negative tests 24 hours uh, to be eligible to return to action. Don't know if that's going to happen for Dow Henderson. But in addition to this, the Rams have placed starting right tackle Rob Haverstein and cornerback Dante deon on the COVID list as well. So they could, they're going to be without a cornerback, a running back, and their starting right tackle against Chandler Jones and this Arizona Cardinals pass rush. Could be a bad spot for them. Although I do like Sony Michelle, I liked what I saw last week. And if they do feature more of that heavy personnel, they do, uh, you know, make a pri- make the running game a priority. I think that uh, we could absolutely see a good performance here from Michelle and and the Rams keeping themselves into this game. Right now, the spread is at two. Cardinals are a two point favorite over the Rams with a total of fifty one. Taking a look at the props that are available for the quarterbacks right now. Kyler Murray's passing total, 264.5. Matthew Stafford at 280.5. Right off the bat, I love me some Matthew Stafford. I think that he, uh, the passing yardage prop, to me is a no-brainer. Let's just look at the game logs here for Matthew Stafford. 295, 302. 294, 305, 334, 365, 343, 321, 278, 280. Need I say more? 280.5 over on Matthew Stafford. The running back props. The only one that's out right now, and obviously this will change throughout the course of the day, coming up on Monday. Uh, Kyler Murray, though, his rushing yards, 26 and a half. 26-and-a-half for Kyler Murray. Now, he came back from injury last week after missing some time. He missed three games. He came back. Not only did he pass for two touchdowns, but he rushed for two touchdowns. He ran the ball ten times last week against Chicago for 59 yards. With Aaron Donald, Von Miller in that pass rush, I like Kyler Murray to go over 26 and a half rushing yards. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if that number goes up over the course of the day. You know, if he eludes the pass rush, takes off, he's easily going to get over 26 and a half rushing yards. Receiving numbers Cooper Cup, 90 and a half. can always bet on him. DeAndre Hopkins, over 58 and a half. I like that. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is at 46-and-a-half. Don't know if I would bank on that, but not terrible. Uh, touchdown props, I'm sure not a lot of this. Uh, it could be updated. Okay, let's see. James Conner, minus 120. Sony Michelle minus 115. Uh, Cooper Cup minus 120. Long shots right now, let's see. Zach Ertz, plus 240. Um, how about the defense? If you think Matt Stafford throws another pick six, Cardinals defense plus 550. Rams defense plus 550 as well. And I'll give you a fun one here for two plus touchdowns. How about last week it was Kyler Murray, and that's plus 900 this week, and that's rushing touchdowns. He ran for two touchdowns. Sony Michelle plus 450. You know, if the Rams are going to be competitive in this game, it's going to be on the shoulders of and the legs of Sonny Michel. Keep the ball out of the Cardinals' offense. Keep the ball out of Kyler Murray's hands and dictate the physicality of this game. Utilize Sonny Michel and run the rock. So, you know, maybe putting a little flyer on the uh, two-touchdown there prop there for Sony Michel at plus, uh, what I say it was, plus 450. His anytime touchdown prop is minus 115. For this game, so that's a look at some of the props here. I think probably the best ones that I like is Stafford over passing yards, Kyler Murray over his rushing total. I like that. Kyler Murray over his rushing total. Kyler Murray anytime touchdown scorer plus one sixty-five. In case you were wondering about that, I'm Scott saddenberg You can hit me up on Twitter at scottsonair. S C O T T S O N A I R. The game total is at fifty-one. I lean towards the under just because of this the late season divisional game prop. But um these two teams are capable of scoring. They're capable of defense as well, but they are capable of scoring. Uh I would lean towards the under, but no official play there for the this. And then the spread, um, you know, no read. I, I like the Rams. I really do. I wish it was at three. Uh, I think the Rams could be in a good teaser spot. Tease them up, maybe with the Chargers on Thursday Night Football. So you do the Rams plus eight, and then you take a look at the Chargers on Thursday night, push them up to like nine and a half against the um, against the Chargers. Excuse me, against the Chiefs. So you can do a Rams, you can do an L.A. Teaser. How about that? The L.A. teaser. Rams and Chargers. Rams plus eight. Chargers plus nine and a half. The L.A. teaser for Monday, Thursday. That's what I'm going to go with. I'm actually going to place that bet tomorrow. How about that? The L.A. teaser. Rams and Chargers. I like that. for this Monday Night Football. I really do. I do like that a lot. Once again, I'm Scott Zietenberg, and let's take a look at um, this. This game actually falls into one of the trends that we had talked about, and that is the short road dogs of seven or less points. Currently, this season, fifty-six and twenty-four, these short road dogs, but this week, two and two. So, this is a trend that's been very profitable this season, and if it's going to have a profitable week this week it needs the Rams to cover. So can you bank on the Rams covering to keep this trend with another profitable week? And 56 and 24 on the season, well, it would lend you to believe that there has been many profitable weeks. But the Rams at plus two need to cover. If you like the Rams at plus two, you don't play them at plus two. You simply just play them on the money line. It's at plus 115. Unless this spread moves by kickoff, and you can get the Rams at plus three, then I would take them at the plus three. But anything under three, you, mean, you, mean you might as well just take them to win. Get get a little bit of plus money value. Instead of laying 110, you can win plus 115. Follow along on Twitter at scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. Follow us all on Twitter at Sin Live. It's the Sports Betting Network.
1: Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay!
4: how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys.
3: This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get
0: your podcasts.
2: This is The Look Ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available on vcin.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to vsin.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vcin.com NFL. Scott Sidenberg back here with you. It's The Look Ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. Coming up this morning on Follow the Money, our very own Mike Lombardi. We'll join the program a former NFL egg executive host of the Lombardi line here on uh on Vison will join the program at 8 A.M Eastern time on the NBA on Sunday you know lost in all this NFL action favorites went five and one both straight up and against the spread so favorites had a tremendous day in both the NBA and the NHL and NH, uh, NFL excuse me NFL favorites were uh 11 and two right Against the spread, twelve and one straight up. Well, NBA favorites were five and one straight up and against the spread. The only upset was the Timberwolves, who were plus three. They beat the Blazers, but the Bucks, who were minus six, the Nets were minus seven, the Spurs were minus two, the Mavericks minus four, Lakers minus nine and a half. All covered. Unders went four and two. So, unders uh, NBA underdogs um, still doing well in December and unders on the season doing uh um well but overs in december are doing well something to take a note on let's take a look at what's going on here for monday in the nba the biggest story is stephen curry curry needs six threes to tie ray allen seven to break ray allen for the all-time record the warriors have back-to-back games monday night in indiana and tuesday in new york against the knicks i said last week that I did not think Curry would play on Monday night because I think that they would hold him out, give the excuse of it's the it's a first night of a back-to-back, right? And it's the Pacers. Ugh. And it's not even a nationally televised game. I mean, I guess it is. It's on NBA TV. No offense to the NBA, but come on. Or Tuesday night in front of, A celebrity-filled crowd at the world's most famous arena in New York. Broadway. New York City. Madison Square Garden. Nationally televised game on TNT. That is where you break the record. Now, Curry, he could do it here against the Pacers and it would be very anticlimactic. Or... He can maybe get just enough or not enough and then do it against the Knicks on Tuesday. As of right now, the reports are Curry is going to play on Monday night. I'd rather he didn't. I want to see him do it on Tuesday, but we'll see what happens Monday night. Right now, the Warriors are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game in Indiana, and Steph Curry's three-point prop is six and a half, three points made, three-pointers made. So you're either betting on him to break the record or not break the record on Monday night against the Pacers. Let's take a look at your other NBA games here. You have the Miami Heat at the Cavaliers. The Cavs are a four and a half point favorite. The Raptors, a four and a half point favorite at home against the Kings. The Hawks are an 11 point favorite at home against the Rockets. The Sixers, a two point favorite on the road at the Grizzlies. The Mavericks, a three point favorite at home against the Hornets. And the Nuggets, a four point favorite at home against the Wizards. Now, currently, it's still the Cleveland Cavaliers, the best team in the NBA against the spread 21, 5 and 2 against the spread this season. Yes. You you heard that right. The Cleveland Cavaliers are covering at 80% this season. 21-5-2 against the spread. Golden State is next at 17-8-1, covering at 68%. Your worst team in the NBA? Portland. 10-17 against the spread. The Lakers, 11-17 against the spread. The Knicks 11 and 16 against the spread. Your best team to the over this season is Charlotte 17 10 and 1. Your best under team this season, which is kind of crazy, the Golden State Warriors. And maybe it's because in their games, the totals are inflated. But the Golden State Warriors this season. Are eighteen seven and one to the under. Eighteen seven and one to the under this season. Seventy-two percent to the under. But the Cleveland Cavaliers, your best team against the spread, twenty-one five and two, and they are currently a four and a half point favorite at home against the Miami Heat. Always keep an eye on the NBA on who's playing in these games, who's in, who's out. That determines a lot. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. In the NHL on Monday, you have just one game. The Flames at the Blackhawks, Calgary, is minus 145 for Monday night's game. But it'll all be about Monday night football, the Rams, and the Cardinals, a big matchup for the Rams for their, they still have a chance to win this division. It's a real long shot, like a real long shot because of the Cardinals' division record, because of the likelihood of them losing three more games. Uh, maybe not the division, but Rams can still play for, uh, the you know, maintain the fifth seed have an opportunity based on maybe some upsets that they can get a home game in the playoffs. Because if you're the five seed in the postseason, you can host a playoff game. Like right now, if the play- <laughs> we do this, we did it so many times tonight, but if the playoffs started tomorrow, Rams would play the Cowboys. Rams would play the Cowboys. 49ers would play the Bucs and Washington would play the Packers. That's your NFC playoff picture. If the Rams beat the Cowboys and let's say you know we have upsets in the other two games, well the Cardinals they have the bye. So the Cardinals would face the lowest seed of that remaining which if everything holds true to form, would be the Rams. Which, hey, divisional opponent, winnable game, you can go on the road and win that. I actually don't think it's going to play out that way because I think it's going to be the Packers as the number one seed, but we're talking about it the season ended today. But let's say it's the 49ers or the Washington football team that win, or both of them win. Well, then the Rams, you know, would actually host the game. You would have the Cardinals hosting Washington and you would have the Rams hosting the 49ers. Could happen. There's your there's your uh, divisional round. So not crazy to think, but they, you know, you do want to get that 5 seed give yourself every opportunity to possibly have a home game if you can. And, yeah, I guess crazier things have happened and teams could collapse and maybe they could win the division, although probably not going to happen. But I do think the Rams do win this game. And it's not because I'm disrespecting the Cardinals. It's because I just am buying into this Rams team. I'm buying low. I am. Everyone's been down on them when they lost those three games. But I think they have a very good chance. Of, uh, of playing competitively throughout the rest of this season and into the playoffs. Could consider them a dark horse, but let's take it one game at a time. Uh, I'm going to go with the LATs this week. The LATs. I'm going to tease the Rams up to eight, and I'm going to tease the Chargers on Thursday against the Chiefs up to nine and a half, which I bet you if I waited... Could probably get more like on that Chiefs game. Like the Chiefs might be four point favorites in a couple of days, but we got to put the teaser in now so we can get them on the Monday Night Football. So Rams plus eight, Chargers plus nine and a half, the LATs, which the first leg will begin here Monday Night Football. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. And hey, maybe the Matthew Stafford MVP long shot. Starts with a win here on Monday night. Follow us all here on VSIN at VSIN Live. Be sure to go to vsin.com to check out all the ways you can watch and listen to us here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is
0: here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers to analyze every angle of every game so you can make the most informed wagering decisions. The VC decisions, the VC decisions, the VC decisions, the VC decisions, the VC decisions. The The VC Decisions. If you dare.